here we are bottom of the smash mountain and i would like to thank my supporters over at patreon.com slash bsm pod for continuing to support me and what i'm doing to all the lovely listeners and viewers thank you for tuning in for yet another episode today we have pulse gaming's very own blue coming all the way out from indiana although you might have seen blue performing and playing at smash summit 13 definitely one of the more unique summits that you'll ever see in melee history and even though it's already a few weeks behind us we'll talk about that we'll talk about all kinds of stuff that blue has i mean you have stories on stories i'm sure and i'm excited to get into all of it but first of all first of all how are you doing tonight i'm doing pretty well very happy to be here how are you doing tonight jesse yeah so i'm doing super cool yes we'll do ethan and jesse that's cool with me so i'm i had work day was uh, i was i was there later than i wanted to be i work monday through thursday and i was late at i was late at work every week every day this week i was late on monday i was late on tuesday and yesterday and today i said i want to leave actually on time but i didn't end up do that i <laughs> left late again but this is something you you were also late from work as well do you want to tell me about that or is it or is it basically just the run of the mill stuff uh pretty much run of the mill i have a really bad sleeping schedule so it's like i'll sleep like four hours and then like be late to work and then the next night i'll sleep like 10 hours and then i can't find like a happy medium so i'll either wake up like really on time for work get there have a good day or like i'll just be like 20 minutes late and then have to use like my pay time off <laughs> <laughs> so i don't uh, let's see the sleep schedule stuff is is i hear people talk about how important it is to get a good night's sleep and i i can feel I can feel significant drop off in how I do if I get less than six hours, but then I'll just totally. get less than six hours anyway. I'll find a way to impress myself at how well I can persevere throughout the day. And I don't get punished enough to actually, you know, like I, I do burn out once or twice a month, but it's not often mm -hmm. enough for me to stay on top of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, I'll have like a week straight where like, I'll have like, I'll get like eight hours a night and like, I'll be like, you know, I feel really healthy. Like I should just do this full time. But then like, I don't know. I'll watch some movie or I'll go down some rabbit hole to like 1am. <laughs> I'll watch friends or something lame. And I'm like... <laughs> no, it really doesn't take much. I think there have been nights where I find this random, I mean, it doesn't even have to be stuff like true facts about such and such an animal by the Frank. It, it can just be the most asinine thing that I later say to myself, why did I do that? It was up until three <laughs> work in the morning. And then I have a family to come home to. Why am I like this? But yeah, yeah. I, I do get it. It's hard to fall Struggle. asleep. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm so undisciplined and like you want me to like get like eight hours every night. You want me to like eat perfect. Like that's insane. <laughs> that's so insane. I think the people that like wake up, work out, have like a stable every part of their life. Like they're like robots. There's no way they're real. <laughs> Shout outs to all chat esports. Not because I'm trying to deliberately make Pulse Gaming angry right now, but because they have this little thing going on where it's like kick get cracked get jacked and they're challenging all the discord users on the all chat esports server to do some just do a little workout a day you know and you know have yeah. some have some incentives that kind of stuff i was seeing something about being shouted out in a mech inspirational we ain't stopping kind of a thing i was like oh, oh yeah. that'd be cool <laughs> yeah they i don't know if they need to like have like a like mech be like a guest for like one of the one of the vlogs in the morning i'm just him cranking out push-ups <laughs> It's, it's literally I, just like a, a, an amazing crossover that's waiting to happen. Hopefully we'll... Yeah, Mech gets the people going. People, people will crank out push-ups if, if Mech's already doing them. Yeah, I was. that was such a tempting thing when I saw him at Pound. I said, hi, it was nice to meet you, Mech. I interviewed for a little while ago on the podcast, and he said, oh, yes, 
yes, I remember. Oh, that was such a good time. Oh, it's good to see you. And I'm like, I feel seen. But I know that Matt probably does that for a lot of different people. And I was like, I think, so I tempted. Think I think he's genuine. I think he's genuine. So tempted sure. right there to be like, Matt, do you want to? I know that this is only Friday morning and you have all of pound to go, but can we, <laughs> you think we, you think we could do some pushes right now? I resisted the urge, but it was so tough. He would have told you, yeah. I bet he would have too. He totally would have said, yeah. I was hearing from from people at Summit, and then of course on the on the podcast that he was like pushing himself so hard to do all those pushups, and he himself on the mic was saying, I, "I'm I'm definitely feeling my ceiling right now. I'm, that's, I'm so happy that I like took a set at some point." Yeah, he he played top level melee into like thirty pushups and to like get right back up and do it again, rinse and repeat. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like you got to get it together, man. Like you can take a break, you know, like hey, you're at summit. <laughs> you take a little break from the pushups, but no, I respect his grind, his work ethic, insane. I could never be him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel, I too feel like I can never be Mac, but there, at least I'm feeling somewhat inspired to think about it and consider it. I've done a lot of extra thinking about working out because of Mac. So thank you yeah, for me, me giving me, me good too. thoughts tell us, tell about Mac. I'm just like Mac formulating, formulating. Yeah. Wanted to wanted to ask you about your origin story, and you can spend as much time or as little time on this as you want to. I'm always interested to hear about how people get into melee. I'm curious from your perspective. This is Midwest, but were you were you born and raised in Indiana? Is that the, yeah, more or less uh, the story? Whole, my whole life, yeah. I've been from uh, Northwest Indiana. Uh, blessing and a curse. I've met like a ton of like really great, great, cool friends, but there's like. The area itself for melee isn't like in like when you think good states for melee, like I'm sure Indiana is like one of the last ones to hit your brain, as as it as it should be. Like, we, like come on, like <laughs> I'll just I'll just be blunt. But um, yeah, yeah, I was I think how old am I? I'm 20. I'm about to be 21. Ooh, uh, shout outs! Happy early birthday! Thank you, June 4th. So if anyone wants to buy me a drink, let me know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, I was about. 15 16 i believe and i literally think i just saw some like like youtube video that was like top 10 falcon punches or just like the traditional like just like found some compilation video and i was like yo like tournaments this is dope so like i showed uh i showed like one of like my like my IRL friends like who i went to high school with it was like our junior year um we literally just played like falco ness like in his room for like a year straight <laughs> and I, I wasn't like a discord or a facebook kid when i was like 16 17 so like i had no idea about like the local Ooh. scenes or like there was there was like a local like 30 minutes away from me that like a town like i literally worked in that like i didn't hear about till like a year after i was already going to locals that were like an hour and a half away uh so yeah so like so like through like 2017 uh it was kind of just like me and my friends like playing like in our room not like going like super hard and then in 2018, uh, that was like when I first entered a tournament. It was in July. It was, uh, it was Smashville Seven. If there, it was like a non Zamu Grand Final. So it was really weird. It was a really weird like Southern Indiana tournament. It was like oddly stacked for no reason. But I went, <laughs> for some reason, I drove like six hours for my first ever tournament. <laughs> so that's exciting. And uh, <laughs> I never went back. That's for sure. Never doing that. Never doing that shit again. But. <laughs> So that's been a fun ride. I've like I've been attending like a bunch of locals. I've gone to like quite a few majors. I went to I went to Big House Nine, Smash Splash Five, uh, Riptide, and then this year I'll be going to like Riptide and Big House again for sure. I was gonna try to like go out. Um, had to cancel on Gommel, unfortunately. Aw. Hopefully my friend won't hear that. 
<laughs> he's, still, he's still a little mad, but <laughs> uh, look, we're we are okay. <clears throat> Hold on. On this somber occasion of missing out on Get On My Level 2022, we recognize the fact that it would have been super awesome and that it is, in fact, very sad that we're missing out on it. So there yes, you go. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a, it's, it pains my heart that I cannot be a gobble this year. Mm-hmm. Total, totally not a super relief, but what, I, what I'm sad about is I know a lot of people in Nova Scotia area and shout outs to Petra and Legs especially very been very nice to me and uh, have both been on the podcast and then there are other people up there shouts to Frog as well there's there's people who are going to be going over to get on my level because it sort of unites Canada and I think that Battle of BC4 will be very instrumental with that as well I hope that a lot of Canadian Smashers show up for Battle of BC4 as well but for for Gommel, it's obviously east side of the of the however you divide it. It's in Toronto, you get it. So there's yeah, gonna be a lot yeah, of Nova Toronto. Scotia players there. That's what I've heard. So, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna miss out on all that. But I will be at the Big House Ten, and I just go. Well, Detroit's not that far of a drive. I mean, Toronto and Detroit are actually sneaky close to each other. They're mm-hmm. maybe only like six-ish hours away or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. It's, it's not bad for a drivable super major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be actually going, so I'll be driving up to the Big House 10. That's the plan. It's it's only like an eight-hour drive-ish from PA from where I am in Lancaster. So I'll be there. So I'll get to see you in person. Hopefully we'll cross awesome. paths. There's only going to be like out. thousands of people there. So Yeah, literally. <laughs> Probably one of the biggest tournaments every year. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, we'll find a time to grab a bite to eat or something. We'll have a good time. I'm interested to hear what you remember from going to the Big House 9 because watching that tournament live on Twitch, I was just... This was one of the tournaments where I like I really like following things in the melee community. This is fun. I'm having a good time because this is when I'm sort of starting to really get into the swing of things in 2019. But like mm-hmm. my heart, it was like I was watching Mango go on this crazy losers run, and I'm like this is insane. And that yeah. grand finals, what I thought, oh, this is like the best grand finals ever. <laughs> you know, yeah, recency definitely, bias. Yeah, definitely up there. At least, at least one of the best Mango Zane ones that isn't. Um like summit 11 yeah it's kind of it's definitely hard to beat that one but like besides that i think big house nine's like a very but the crowd the crowd in the back oh it just adds so much energy yeah it really does um i guess i don't know if it's like a weird tangent i'm going into but like there's like whenever like i feel like whenever like a like a like a player kind of like takes more time to be a player than they are just like a like a spectator it can be sometimes hard to like remember the or like remember the magic about like just watching top level melee and like watching like the best go at it because like if you're like a if you're like a top 20 player in the world like you could probably relate to what's happening like on the screen a bit more just because like you're like a lot closer in skill to that but like i think that grand finals alone like i wasn't even, like i, I don't there's a tons of people there who like didn't make it out of pools that like were like amazing players but, like it was it was definitely one of those like majors or like one of those times in memory where like I was just like completely awestruck about like what I was watching on the screen. And then there was the infamous game 10, the, the slippy like stop yes. for a second. Yes. Yeah. I remember uh, like, like half the crowd, like ran to the front to like, look like at the CRT <laughs> on the, on the, like, on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't see. I was like getting in my chair, like looking over like a crowd of people. I was like, what's going on? And then like, it finally turned back on. 
but no, uh, that yeah, tournament, that for, was for the stream, it was the same way. We didn't see we didn't see the first stock for either player. We just saw Mango recovering after seemingly taking one of Zane's stock, and they're both down to three stocks apiece. And I'm just like, this is somehow this is perfectly timed. Like it's it's not at the end of a game. This is already some of the craziest melee I've seen all year. This is just a little bit of extra something to make it even to make it even pop more somehow. So I wasn't super mad, especially since we got to see the lost stocks. Uh, somebody yeah, that's true. got the slippy file afterwards and uploaded it, which I thought, oh, shout out to Fizzy. Yeah. Fizzy was yeah, already doing super to... cool things before rollback. That's so cool. That's what I'm saying. Ahead of his time, for real, honestly. But yeah, literally the TV turned off and the crowd just goes, no. And they all just run to the front. I was like, <laughs> no, it was insane. Like after Mango won, I literally had like strangers like jumping on me crying. <laughs> like there was, this, there was like this blonde kid that was like, it's like screaming and like tears is like coming down his face. He like jumped into my arms and I was like, yeah, I was like, yes, dude, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was insane. It was definitely just a very unique experience as far as like all the time I've spent in the game. When you compare watching the big house nine to you, you weren't at summit 11, but you would have been watching, I assume. So when you see Mango beat Zane, not with just Falco in a Game 10 Grand Finals, but then with Fox in a Game 10 Grand Finals, and, and you play Fox, so I'm just interested in hearing your perspective. Like, how does, it, how does it change the way that you see the game as well as experience that magicalness? You were talking a little bit about how you might get a little lost in the sauce when you get to a high enough level that you're just thinking about, oh, they could be doing this, or oh, I would be doing this, or... Or just recognizing, oh, this this player feels awful right now. They just lost. Oh, that game five loss was so tough. But yeah. when you're when you're watching Mango do it again against Zane, with with a, with a, with the other Spacey, to me that was insane. I was like, how is he doing this with Falco and Fox yeah, on did FD? It, this did, is did it, insane. Did it with both. Insane. Yeah. Um, I've always had like a very 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 high opinion on like Fox. Like I I don't think there's really like a scenario where like he isn't the best or like. A very minimum like second best even at best like in the game but like um mango's a very hard person to replicate like like i <laughs> yeah. feel like i feel like i feel like you can like i feel like when you play someone you can kind of tell if they watch mango because like they kind of want to emulate that style but like it's very very difficult to play like mango obviously but like i i think at least i, I watched the fox one a lot more than the falco one because like obviously i just feel like i just want to watch like the highest level fox mart there is you know like that's awesome but uh as as hard as it is to like emulate Mango, I do think there is like a ton of things to learn from like his neutral sense or like his neutral style and the matchup. It's like I think I think the the flow. I'm I'm sorry. I think the punish game can like be kind of flowcharty, or like you can have like edge guard edge guard flowcharts left out. You could have like um like combo trees that are kind of guaranteed. There's like I mean like Aklo did some like innovating with like certain like grab follow ups and stuff like that. But like. There's something about the way Mango uses like his dash dance and like and like aerials in place, like 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 approaching last second fade back, like nair stuff like that, where it's yeah. like not that I don't think Foxes weren't doing that already, but I think he really highlighted like how you need to like be moving in that matchup. It's like you need to be as like unpredictable as possible while like keeping the pressure on. Yeah, I think something that a lot of people, including Mango, pointed out is like saying Zane doesn't normally get like moved it and you don't normally move in super close to Zane because you're hoping to bait and punish, but I get, I get closer to Zane than any other space he does. I think that was something to the effect of what, of what, how he described it, where it's not just like dash dancing 
significantly out of range or semi-close it's like right on top of marth that kind of yeah. that kind of range where yeah. you would normally feel pressure yourself but mango's just mango so he, he probably has this feeling of oh mango baby i could just come in with a nair yeah, it's just, all good i could, <laughs> he just, I could just move around i could just he, put this out and it wins he nared into armada's shield for eight years you know <laughs> he'll just yeah, do it against Saint too <laughs> he's been through the ringer enough yeah <laughs> sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't when it does it's the wonder it's magical it's a different game, it looks like, honestly. Yes, and so I'm super jealous of the fact that you've been able to be at bigger events like uh, Smash and Splash 5 or or the Big House 9. Actually, if you wanted to talk about uh, Smash and Splash 5, I'm struggling to remember who won that. I want to say Hungry Box, but I actually don't know that for a fact. It was actually... Uh... It was actually Wizardo beat Hungry Box to win Smash Oh, so it was Smash and Splash 4 that Hungry Box won yes that yeah that makes sense i think so i that that might have been like a little bit before my time like a year before yeah me. yeah yeah but you're right i remember because that was the the, yeah, the, one, did the yeah. audio listeners i just did the wizard pop-off you should check out the youtube or spotify you can watch it on spotify now you get it. all right anyway back to you blue good luck <laughs> yeah uh, i think that was like i think um i think wizzy might have won something over hbox previously but i think this one was like a bit more legit because you had like zane left and mango um club i think i think the scale of the event like made it super major-esque so i think that was like low-key wizzy's like first like big major super major win if you will yeah and that and that crowd was like insane too um i forget who we beat during that run but either way it was you definitely beat hungry box and grants to win and that was like i have like a really good track record of like majors to go to honestly like i've never been to like a bad one like i know some people aren't happy with like regular like big houses or pounds that happen but i'm like i got mango zane i got like wizzy's first uh major. <laughs> the tide was really cool because that was like cody's first like land um like that size event win which was yeah. really cool and you got to see uh, Sheik, uh, you got to see Plup Sheik take Hungrybox all the way to game five and then win. Like that. Yeah, I, yeah I, that was, that's pretty big too. Honestly. He hasn't broken out the Sheik against Hungrybox since then. It's been Fox. And yeah. it, like, I love seeing Plup play Sheik versus Hungrybox. Yeah, his Sheik's is, it's definitely just a different breed of Sheik. I think it's like definitely like the, the most trouble I've ever had playing against a Sheik in my entire life. I mean, and I think it's more of a, it's more of like a style counter for sure. But like, he's just, he just knows how to apply pressure without putting his character in like a in like a bad spot i think i think sense. he is very keenly aware even if i don't know how much he likes to nerd out about because i've never talked to club i don't know how much he likes to nerd about about frame data but i think he intuit at least intuitively understands this is this is how fast my character can put out a move and then get out of trouble like understanding yeah. vulnerability and saying i can do this here because it's safe or i can make a read if i want to but still be fine afterwards. Like I think his, he has a, seems to have great gamer sense. I, that's how I'd like yeah, to put it. He'd, really he'd be good playing a lot of games. Yeah, he, he's, he's a gamer for sure. That's why he's so good at so many characters too. It's like he just kind of gets it, you know, like a more like fundamental level. Let's go, Plup. I'm actually interested to hear it. So I thought that for a long time, no one's ever going to play Sheik like Plup. And it's such a shame that it goes back and forth between Fox and Sheik for the most part. And then JMook comes along, and I, I had seen JMook at stuff like Four Loco Fight Night, which was an online event back in 2021, where I was like, "Oh my gosh, JMook is the truth! I can't wait yes. to see him at the next event." Oh, he was like, "Tour events for like five months after that, or something." I don't know. I wasn't yeah. keeping track that hard, but I was. <laughs> 
you're just gonna top eight randomly at a stacked event and then disappear that's not fair so i was really excited to see him pop off so far this year in 2022 genesis and everything else so i'm curious like what your own perspective is because yeah i'm assuming that you got to play against both at summit i'm struggling to remember if it was actually uh best of five for realsies set on stream but you got to at least play friendlies with them right yeah, first plub it was on stream and like I'll 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 keep it real with you. I totally got like triple three stocked. Like it was not pretty at all in any sense. It was definitely probably the hardest I got beat that weekend as far as like tournament sets goes. But yeah, I played a lot of played a decent amount of friends with J Mook. And um definitely different. Just just like sometimes sometimes when I refer to like a player as like a wall, it's it it might come off as like back airy or just like kind of like puts out a lot of moves. J Mook has just like a perfect perception of like spacing of like when he needs to like put out like an like an uh, like an aerial and to grab like when to up tilt or like if you back off to try to laser him you will get boost grabbed you will get boost grabbed immediately like you like it's i don't know how to play the space versus him because he covers everything it's matter i'm like oh i'll just camp him since he like he just wants to like grab me and I'm, no i still get i still get grabbed <laughs> it wasn't fun i was like i was like you know like you're just like a little too good <laughs> like slightly too good so I would struggle, and I, I, I think it's because I already know how I feel when I get somebody like you on Blue where I go, okay, this is awesome. I'm talking to someone who has seen a lot of cool things happen in person, and you got to play a lot of cool sets, right? You've done a lot of yeah. stuff in Melee that I'd definitely be like, oh, that's so cool. Uh, and yeah. I get the imposter <laughs> syndrome you. of like, oh, do I deserve to do this? And I say, well, calm down, Jesse. You're just, we're just having a conversation here. No one's actually playing any Melee right this second. Yeah, but, we're friends. We're hanging out. Right, we're chilling. We're big chilling. Yeah. And I'm and I'm wondering for you, when you go to an event like this where you fairly get in, you know, fair and square, mm-hmm. voting system, let's go voting system. Thank you. And, Thank you. and you get to go to Summit 13 to play with some of the best players in the world, but you, you already, you know, because you have a brain, you're a smart person, you know, okay, probably not the favorite to win here. I, I, don't, I don't know how easy it's going to be to take a set in general. And, and of course... That isn't even thinking about the fact that you had a false positive and so your weekend was cut short as well, which was also really yeah. unfortunate. But what was your perception going into it and saying, this is what I feel like I need to think about and dwell on in order to be ready for Summit 13? Okay, this is like a roller coaster of emotions. So like the, the week before I left for the trip, I just had like a bunch of like stressful, like personal stuff going on and just like a bunch of plans that like, I couldn't really figure out correctly or just like didn't put there. I just I just the week before summit. And then like uh, the day I was flying out, I was like, I don't even want to get on this plane. Like I, I'm, I should not be here. Like this, this oh. is, yeah, it, it was really bad. It was really bad. The, like the day of flying out. And then I got there and, uh, I'm, I hung out with some, like with some, I made some friends. I hung out with like webs and uh bonfire Tori. They were really cool. Like I like Ubered to the, to the hotel and stuff. And then I made like really good friends with like a Sora Salt and like I hung out with Mech a bit and like uh, it was really cool. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to have like a great weekend. Like these are like some great people. Like they're so nice, like respectful, fun. Like it's a it's a cool trip. I'm going to have a great time here. And then uh, I did. I had a great time the whole time. But like definitely day one and day two, I kind of let the like the like the Twitch chat, Twitter, like Reddit comments get to me a little bit. I was, it was especially day two, like when I played, I think Frenzy dumpstered me really hard. Frenzy dumpstered me and like that kind of like, not that it broke me, but I was just like, okay, like I just need to chill. I just need to like chill the fuck out. Like I am, I'm sitting here stressing, like 
freaking out because people are making fun of me online. But like once like I kind of like got that out of my head, and, like I had a great time playing like Kadoran, Max Salt. Like I think at least I was a, I was a lot more comfortable playing them in tournament, which like yeah, I didn't win a set, like whatever. Like I don't really care. But <laughs> I I was just happy that I was able to play um tournament melee and like if you if you uh, if you even like look back at the vods, like you'll see me like smiling and grinning a ton and like. That wasn't something I was doing day one where I was kind of getting mopped up a little bit. But like once I once I just like understood, I was like, you know what? Like, I know my place. Like, I'm playing some awesome people. I made some great friends. I got so much practice over the weekend. Like, I was all smiles like day three. So oh, like, that's that was good really to cool. hear. That's good to yeah, hear. Because I, I saw you smiling uh, uh, on the second day a little bit more as you were playing. And I'm going, what's that mean? What does that mean? Because <laughs> I didn't really know you that well. I had reached out to you about doing this, uh, you know, before you went to Summit. But we obviously did. I, that's not enough for me to know. I reached out to Blue. <laughs> so if he's smiling, I know what that means. It means he's having a better time. When people yeah. <laughs> smile while playing tournament melee, I'm always like, what does it mean? Because yeah, like, I don't know like these people well of, enough they, to know. Are they, are they pissed? Are they, are they happy? <laughs> yeah. Are they having a good time? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I never know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're sitting across from that, uh, I was sitting across from somebody like hungry box or Mac. I mean, it seems intimidating because you just go, yeah, like, it's what's like, going to happen. Like, like how much was it interact with these people? Like, 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 <laughs> I don't know how to talk to Juan. I don't. I don't. I. I don't have good push-up <laughs> form. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to drop and hit twenty with Mech. Can't do that. <laughs> but no, definitely. And like, especially like uh, talking to the commentators like a little bit and like hopping on the mic and stuff. Like, I think just putting myself out there kind of like relieved the anxiety of like, oh no, the internet's mean to me. But like, I literally got over it like after day two. I was, or like, I I got over it like in the middle of day two, and I was like, I don't even care. Like, like these kids are miserable at home typing on their keyboards. I'm in California. Allie, and you're in the Summit Studios. I mean, what, when you're yeah, taking a look I, around, when you're walking through everything, when you're checking out all the Papa John's pizza and side dishes, all that other stuff, you get... Yeah, there's you free, get a, free Red Bull everywhere. Yeah, free Red Bull everywhere. You, That's you're, insane. <laughs> you're like in the gamer oasis. You get to yeah. be there. And you just sort of... Did you just try to put the phone down? Or I'm sure it was hard. I would have a hard time putting the phone down. Uh, thankfully I had some like out of region friends that like I was friends with online. Uh, they like showed up as VIP. So it was cool hanging out with a lot of them there too. Or it's like, um, I'm friends with, uh, Nikki from like the Slippy team and like him and Connor helped like run most of it. And like, I got dinner with them one night. That was sick. But like at the actual venue, like, uh, I made really good friends with like B-Bats, uh, Sidward. Um, there's a few others that like, I just like piled around with most of the weekend and like, uh, I was on my phone a little bit. I I wanted to be on it a little more, admittedly. I wanted to take a, like a few more pictures, maybe videos, and like, I don't know. I probably should have like texted my mom back at some point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she she could wait. She could wait. I'm gaming, but uh, <laughs> no. I think I think I had a, I had a healthy amount of like, whoa, like this is insane. I got to take all these pictures and like a and like a happy medium of like hanging out with people too. So when, I, 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 when I when I send videos of stuff that I do occasionally to my family, it just gets hearts in the heart re, heart reactions in the in the family chat, and that's usually <laughs> about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I never I never want to reply to my mom, so I'll just like I'll thumbs up or I'll put the the ha ha. <laughs> Your ha ha, uh, that's so mean. I never ha ha my mom's messages. Well, well, she thinks she'll, she thinks she's funny, but like she's really oh, not. Oh, okay, oh, okay. But she's like old person lingo, so like whenever like I heart a message, she's like, "I love you too," and I'm like, I "Didn't say that." <laughs> <laughs> but it's a heart. It's a heart. 
Uh, one of my favorite things that my mom does deliberately to make my sisters upset is she'll talk about hooking up with somebody and she's like, what? It means we're meeting up. It doesn't mean we're like, <laughs> like you think it means having sex. It's not what it means back in my time. We just like getting together to hang out. And they're like, mom, that it's, oh. it's fun. I, I love yeah. the things that my parents say and do. They show yeah, me great me music too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mom put me onto a ton growing up too. I'm interested to hear about, you, it seems like you do the, the TOing thing as well. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. So talk to me about TOing out there in Indiana, out in the, in the Midwest proper, or would you say it's not Midwest proper? What is Indiana? Cause people say that PGH Pittsburgh is Midwest. I'm like, what? No, it's not. But I, I don't know what to do with PGH. What do you do with Indiana? Uh, well, like I have a high opinion, like of the term Midwest and like Indiana does not deserve to be labeled Midwest because Midwest has like dope players and dope regions. And we just, uh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm messing around. Uh, I definitely just say I'm from like Midwest or I'm just like, I, I pretty much whenever people like ask me where I'm from, I'm like, oh, like an hour from Chicago. They're like, oh, Indiana. Oh, no, you know, the meme I'm talking about, I'm from Lancaster. You're from where? I'm from Lancaster. I'm from Philly. Water, water, water. Are you happy now? You, yeah. you do that with Chicago, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm close to Chicago. Yeah, I play with Chicago players all the time. I haven't been to Chicago for like I feel bad. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely identify. I always tell people, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm from like Northwest Indiana, just like close to Chicago. Like I'm, uh, I'm close to the lake. I'm in a pretty cool spot, honestly. I like, I like where I live. But uh, I'm actually moving in. Hey, August, right? We're moving in August, right? Yes. Awesome. I'm moving in August. Woo! <laughs> Probably shouldn't. I was, I was thinking September, but it's like it's the end of August. I'm moving closer to uh, Indianapolis, mm. so. I will hopefully be in like closer spots to airports and like Cincinnati, St. Louis, stuff like that. That'd be cool. So then the numbers of uh, the days of being able to TO where you are is, is sort of numbered then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, TOing can be very rewarding. It can also be very frustrating. Like the whole process of like tearing your PC setup down and like lugging like three CRTs. It's like, it's obnoxious. It really is. But uh, it feels good to like be the reason like you're seen as like an active local that's like has players like hanging out, uh, competing, like growing as like both people and players. It's like so it is very rewarding despite like how frustrated I might get sometimes. Are you are you enjoying the fact that you get to have people come out from an area that you like being in and say, I'd like melee too, and you're going, Yeah, yeah, you do. And is it is it like eight people? We're we talking twenty people. How how many people come out for the tournaments that you're helping to run that you're TOing? Um, so wintertime, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, like people are like are at college at like, say like an Indy or like an hour and a half South at like Purdue and stuff like that. So like during the winter, like our numbers are literally only like 10 to 12 most of the time, but in the, in the summer, we also have monthlies now we run and like those, the, they're kind of capped at 32 entrants. Cause like, uh, we're trying to be like a little bit safer with like COVID and space and stuff still. So it's like our, our first monthly just got 30 entrants, which was dope. And, uh, our weeklies get like roughly like. 12 to 20 uh a week but like once in a while like there'll be like a big weekly where like we'll just throw in like 50 100 bucks and like they'll get like 30 entrants too so it's like nothing to like a huge degree but like just enough where like i promise i'm putting in actual time and work <laughs> and i could and i could reap the benefits of myself a deal <laughs> are you referring to get to the point is that the monthly that you were referring to yeah yes it is <laughs> Very good, very good. I'm interested to hear about the fact that you were playing. You were playing in your own event, right? And playing at Get to the Point. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about the bracket. There's, there is one too many marts, two too many marts actually, two too many marts. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the follow-up tweets of, you know, I should really be better at the Marth match. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's me if I just have like an off Falcon bracket too. I'm like, you know, I really need to get good at Marth. <laughs> when you get, when you get. When you get to your level of melee, you've you've gotten a lot of things out of the way, and you are able to play competitively against players that are consistently showing up at the top end of brackets. So I'm interested to hear your own perspective of where to go next from here, because I think I think that you can get to say 80% or 90% in a short-ish amount of time, but it's always that last couple of percents with anything that you're trying to master where. You can tell so much is happening, but really it's, it's like watching, it's like watching those summoning salt videos where at first the record starts at 25 minutes. And I always like to guess where it's going to get close to. So for the newest one, wait, have you seen the newest summoning salt video? Do you want me to spoil that? You can spoil that. I don't mind. Well, it starts sort of like the, the world record sort of starts at like the 32 ish minute mark. And I'm going, I think 20 minutes. I think that's what we're going to get down to (laughs) because like you'll spend half the video talking about the last 30 seconds because that you know screw the 11 and a half minutes that we saved that's the last amount of time that it takes to really really push far ahead in like speed running and world records yeah definitely um i'm sorry you asked like and so do you think sorry let me give you a question do you think that you're at the 30 second mark all you got to do is save 30 more seconds and you're there or are you still like in the middle somewhere I think I am a hundred percent like in the middle still. Like I, I, I'm very self-aware of like my plays going into Smash Summit and also like playing a bunch of those players that I did really put it into perspective. Like I might like it's like it. I hope it's not like egotistical to say it, but like I'm just like a big fish in like a small pond. You know, it's like it's cool that like I was able to rise high like in my state and like I'm able to like grow my community and stuff. But like when when i move and like i can kind of step away from like my to duties a little bit it's like i would like i do want to like travel a bit more and like i do want to like enter like online more because like there's so many killers like in every single online bracket and just like the average like skill floor of melee right now it's like you cannot go wrong like you like you you go to like any like regional anywhere like there's destined to be some like very very high skilled players you're going to play there and it's like i i definitely cannot hit that next level without like extreme exposure to like a bunch of really good players and like learning more about the game understanding it more like i need to like i need to like get better at analysis i need to like i need to hit my ledge dashes i got i got so many things to <laughs> to work on still but like it's very exciting it's not demoralizing at all it's it's like a, it's really cool to like look into the future and be like sick like okay like it's gonna take a lot like it's, it's gonna be a lot of like work and learning but i'm very excited to travel and play more what was your favorite part about playing sort of in the beginning where you're starting to get all the tech skill down and starting to learn how to win matches in a tournament like what was your favorite part about that i'm, a, I'm just gonna keep it real with you i think i think getting into the game like pre-rollback not that it was miserable but like rollback right now is such a blessing because if you're starting new at the game like you can just enter a tournament from your home or you just have like unlimited infinite time to just sit in like sit in your room and just play melee at your desk and that's awesome you know but like and kind of like in an isolated region like pre-rollback like i would like i would drive like two and a half hours to like indy or like chicago to like get wobbled 
<laughs> six hours for your first tournament jeez yeah that's, like I'll, I'll just keep it real like like i like i, I went to i went to like smashville 7 i think i had like four falcos in my pool and like when you're only playing for like not even a year like you don't know what you're doing you're just getting shot so like i <laughs> like that like i definitely value like um i definitely value the car rides the most and i definitely value um like talking to the good players at the time that we're at these events, like they literally put in perspective, they're like, look, like I know it sucks right now. Like you, like I get it, but like, like go home, watch some videos, just play as much as you can. Like you're going to come back to the next one and you're going to do better. And I was like, okay, like I will. Um, so yeah, definitely the traveling aspect itself was really cool. Going O2 was not cool. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> definitely not fun, but I definitely look back at a ton of the memories as far as like traveling and like meeting um, like top or like the good players at the time. And then like talking to them nowadays where it's like i'm like kind of like equivalent skill level or even like if certain players like don't really play much anymore like i might like surpass them or something weird but like it's really cool that like i was able to meet them three years ago and then i was able to talk to them like today and like we're like friends now you know mm-hmm. it's a, it's very unique it's a cool experience so what's your favorite part about improving now what's the part that you look forward to the most is it is it the analysis is it the ledge dash training <laughs> um Uncle Punch is really cool, actually. I need to get back on that. Like, daily, daily consistent Uncle Punch practice will do, like, more for your game than, like, right now than, like, I think anything else will. Like, obviously, like, you need a mix of everything to be, like, good. Like, you need to analyze. You need to, like, practice. You need to, like, uh, like lab, like, little, like, niche, like, setups and stuff. But, like, Uncle Punch has been so, like, important for, like, polishing, like, every single, like, Form. like like you can like you can have like perfect like wave dashes out of shield you can practice your ledge dashes you can do combo training like you you can practice everything you need outside of like neutral game of course but like there's like other stuff for that but uncle punch is definitely probably one of the more important things right now shout out to uncle punch and that whole team um i actually am excited to analyze because i don't think i really understand the game and uh like the level that i want to or at least the level that like the players above me are seeing which like can be a little frustrating and intimidating because I'm just like, why don't I get this? It's like it's like math, you know. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that would, yeah analysis. I, yeah, I'm gonna get good at analysis. I am. I'm holding it to myself. I'm gonna get good at it because like if I get good at it, I promise you, I'm gonna be so much better. But <laughs> any mathematicians you know? in in uh, the imaginary, we're not live for for chat purposes. But any any mathematicians in chat, you probably get shown a complicated math equation like the quadratic formula day one, and you're going. Mm, no but you have you got to start you got to you have to start with the fundies and then it is interesting because if you get to a certain point and you realize oh wait i'm not doing the fundies anymore we got to learn that whole that whole thing again it's it's fun that's why that's why melee is the way that it is it's so difficult but then you get to do those cool stuff and then you're like yes 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 very much worth it i'll watch my stuff get grabbed three times in a row in the same exact spot on the same bad aerial and like my brain is just doing like the slow like gear turn i'm like huh i'm like I'm like, I'm like, maybe I should stop getting grabbed there. That's, that's, step, that's step one. That's step one. I either stop playing JMook or I don't get grabbed anymore. Aww. Yeah, I'm like, I either put the controller down or I just learn. And either way, it's, it's going to take a lot, but I'm down for whatever. You were talking about sort of taking a step back from TOing once you move. Is that part of your plan of like how to improve because you don't have to worry about lugging a PC to set up? CRTs to run because it is a real thing every day or not every day when I do this podcast I have to set this whole setup up and then tear it down because if I leave it out 
Well, I'm at my dining room table right now, so my kids would certainly, certainly tear this apart. So yeah, <laughs> I sort of understand what you're talking about. I don't have to set up four different things, just you know, just the one setup. But are you trying to deliberately avoid that and try to be in player mode so that you can continue to spend all of your melee time? You know, because TO is part of your melee time, legitimately mm -hmm. just trying to improve. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find the words that like make sense. So I'm still gonna be TOing like once a month. I'll come out. I'll like I'll come up. It's like a three-hour drive. I'll come up and I'll help like run the monthly and stuff. That'll be cool. And like I also help TO an online bracket for our state because like it's again it's kind of like an isolated region, kind of hard to like get a ton of people out to tournaments sometimes because like things can be so far. So like we have like a like a state locked tournament we run online that's like for PR to help people that might not be able to travel still like have the opportunity. So like I'll still do like those two. Um, but so yeah, I said I was moving closer to Indy, which I am. It's about an hour away from Indy, so like not like in in Indianapolis. Like I'll still have a local to go to once a week, which would be cool. But like, um, I'm moving in with uh my girlfriend, which is like she's almost done with school, so I'm just moving to like be with her. And then I don't have much melee players like in the actual town, so like I probably will spend most of my melee time like online playing or like practicing entering brackets, which is like kind of exciting because like again they're so stacked, but um yeah i'll still put in like a little bit of to work but i'm definitely like very excited to like have the relief of like thank god like i don't have to go like i don't have to get off work at this time be home at this time and then like pack up all my shit go to the local to it deal with people that whine about seating and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then come home and put it all back again <laughs> oh my gosh you still have to deal with that at a local level Ooh. Yeah, That's even yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what's so hard. Like, we we've had like forty locals now since like we got our venue, and it's like there's twelve people. You're going to play them like every other week, you know? Like, yep. We, we like we don't have a choice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I've played people I don't want to play ten times this season, but like it happens. All right. I I'm, I'm suffering. <laughs> I'm suffering. You are too. I almost had to play somebody that was in my region at Pound, and I said, I said to Wheat, I was like, you know, I've technically never played him before, but this is my first major, and I'd really like to not play somebody from my region. He's like, okay, 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 Jesse, is, you'll play Watch now, okay? I was like, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Wheat. <laughs> and then I realized I am now one of the one of those people. Crap, I can't just be happy with my seating. I have yeah, to be so all like. Um, I actually want to play somebody outside from my region when I go to Pound. I turn yeah, into that, a monster. That's been, like, one of the more, like, abrasive things uh, as far as, like, interacting with, like, uh, maybe, maybe I'm, like, talking shit where I shouldn't be. But, like, sometimes, like, top players would be like, why, why am I 28 seed and not 26? And I'm like, dude, like, like, it's, it's, it's like a super major. It's like, it doesn't really matter. It's like, most <laughs> of the time they, they seem to avoid conflicts anyways, but like literally me, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be seated. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who I got to play? I just want to win. I just want to dub. Am I but... seated to make it out of pools? Oh, that's hype. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Awesome. I got to, I'm, I'm, I'm third seed in my pool. Hell yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, I think, uh, there was a bit of a debate about that on the melee stats discord recently, where I think it was either KB or oven said, look, it doesn't matter who's seated one, two or three for a tournament because if you're seated to make top eight, that's cool. If you feel like you should be seated to make top three, all right, well, pick one. <laughs> you, yeah. you don't, well, I, and I, I, I think it's hilarious uh, that there's a certain level where somebody's really splitting hairs between 26 and 28 seed. 
It's yeah. Like, you, you, uh, yeah. You, maybe, you maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be me like next year in two years or something. Maybe I'll turn like a bitter old man and I'll just be like, I'll be like, why are not a 14th seed over 15th? <laughs> you know, if I make top eight at one big event, then I really should never be seated below eight, right? I mean, yeah, ever, ever again, ever. I made top yeah. 16 at Smash yeah. 13. What the heck? Yeah, when I'm complaining about seating, I don't even care about the number. I just care about like the Luigi in my path, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, please, like, you can lower my seed, but like, get that Samus, get that Luigi, get them out of here. Like, I'm not down to lose today. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing against a lot of Falcos recently, a surprising amount of Marths. You know what? I'm ready for the Marth. What? There's no Marth in my bracket. Oh, wait. You know what? Okay, fine. I can get over. But there's an Ice Climbers player. Ah, oh, but Woggle Wobbling's not late. Oh, but it's Slug. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that's just something that you just. When you get to that level, I'm sure you have the temptation to complain, or you can also say, I'm just so sick at the game. I'm having to play these awesome players and I have a chance to beat them. That's what I hope I'll think. I also like yeah. to think that I will like all the fun little RNG stage hazards of FOD and Yoshi story, because as a spectator, I love them. But if I ever get good enough in this game to like potentially take a set off of people that I've seen play before on a big stream and go, oh, if, yeah. if I happen to lose one of those sets because of FOD or Yoshi story shenanigans, I hope, I hope that I say part of the game and I love it. It's still fun. I hope I do that, but I don't know because I haven't experienced it yet. And I know, I know I'm getting old because like I literally had that mentality like three months ago and there was just like one tournament where like I just got cheesed by Randall and I was like, never again. The stage sucks. I ban it <laughs> I, every time in a PO3. I don't even care the character. I'm like, I'm not about to get taken out by Randall right now. <laughs> that cloud has ruined my life more times than he's helped me. <laughs> he only helps me in friendlies and I'm trying to like swag out, but the one time I need him that does not fuck me in tournament, he's just always there smiling. <laughs> he's taken it. away but only given in friendlies. That's that is a jerk move and a yeah, half, Randall. Like I, sh I shine spike someone and then they still make it back and I'm like, no, like my character's broken. You should die. That's not how that works, but all right, Randall, <laughs> let him back, I guess. <laughs> How how much fun do you have in when it comes to watching all the melee discourse where we recycle topics over and over again and we always kind of just end up going oh well nothing's changing I guess because if we had a productive conversation at some point and said we're going to change the rule set that'd be such a big deal that'd be such a big deal but we haven't really strayed that far away from what the rule set has been since. Slippy came out. That's when we started doing Frozen Stadium across the mm -hmm. across the entire community. That was the last big to ha thing to happen, and before that, it was wobbling. Those are the two. Those are the two big changes I've lived through as a melee enjoyer, someone who's actually participating in stuff like the community at least. So yeah. those have been interesting to see what has happened since then. Uh, I still get to see Slug play super well, despite the fact that wobbling's banned and. I still get to see Unfrozen Stadium every once in a while. It's super cool, but it's also super cool to see how people are continuing to push matchups on Frozen Stadium because it does change how matchups are played. It really does, yeah. Like I think I think taking away like the like Fox's infinite is like honestly, I think it's good for the game. Like I th I think I think maybe making a stage like a little bit more tolerable to play against top tiers is a good thing. That's that's my hot take. <laughs> is, is hey, maybe maybe it's okay that Fox loses an infinite or Pikachu. Oh, you know what? Yeah, fuck him. Pikachu lose an infinite too. Good. Pikachu catching <laughs> strays on this podcast left and right. That's all good. I do yeah. actually like Pikachu, but that's a, uh, uh, so. Too, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, 
this this whole infinite thing with Fox though, it's a skill test. You know, it's a it's a it's a button mashing test, not a button mashing. Yeah. It's, it is a literal little pass where you say you get a chance to style on somebody and infinite somebody, and all you have to do is not mess it up. But you know, I feel like a lot more people have messed up that infinite than not messed it up. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I messed it up myself. I've been in that. I've been in that little like that little dip way too many times to to be to be happy. <laughs> no, I I love Frozen Stadium, but uh, also like the main thing right now is like uh, controllers is such a big. Um, like I think it's like I think it's equally as large as like the whole wobbling and like the whole like some circuits or like some tournaments have frozen, some c- tournaments have like non frozen. Like that's a mm-hmm. big deal too, because like um, there's even been like the the one point oh three talks and like uh, like certain certain tos are running different rule sets and different like modifications of the game and like that's cool that we're able to like implement and uh, practice these things and like see how they play out in tournament. But like I think the main thing that we should really focus on right now is finding like a standard that's like okay, like, maybe it's not perfect, like, we can tweak it as we go, but, like, it would be a lot more comforting if, like, if every tournament just had, like, a standardized rule set. And even, like, even, like, at the, like, the local level, because, like, I know some, like, East Coast tournaments might, like, like, they might run, like, 1.03, or they might have uh, particular, like, um, Frozen versus non-Frozen, and, like, of course, like, the circuit and, like, Nintendo stuff can, like, mess with that, and Mm-hmm. I was about to say the, the the lowest common denominator is the Panda Cup now because if yeah. they're doing unfrozen stadium and non UCF and this that and the third if they're doing that I said if I have no idea but yeah I don't we, know. I didn't read it. you you sort of just assume that if it's Nintendo that's directly involved with it that they're probably not going to have they're probably going to have unfrozen thawed stadium they're probably yeah, thawed stadium. At very best, it's going to be UCF stealth mode, uh, if yeah. that, if that. So that's what you're working with. So then everybody else sort of has to do the same thing. That means no 1.03, no neutral starters for the FOD plats and none of that stuff. And people be like, oh, no, we got to evolve the game. And then you have, then you do have a small-ish group of people who are like, this isn't even Melee anymore. I can't yeah. believe we abandoned Poke Floats. And by the way, Legs, when you and I do meet someday, shouts to Legs, we will play a best of five in tournament on Poke Floats. Screw what the TOs say. We're, we're gentlemening too. Gentlemen. Pokey awesome. floats. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I thought I had something else to add to that, but I might have lost it. Yeah, I definitely lost it. My okay. Bad. Here's, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about what, what your idea of a new standard for rule sets are, would be. What are some highlights that you say, I would like this to be a thing that I can expect from all the tournaments I go to? Um, I'm, I'm actually a little like ignorant, uneducated on the topic of controllers. Um, just from like what I've seen top players talk about, there are some software modifications we can make to like the like our like our like our SD cards or like the like the slippy and like we we can integrate into the rule set that like when we boot on the Wii's it automatically fixes it in the game because controllers are either like four hundred dollars or bad. Yes. It's either it's either you have a four hundred dollar controller, you have a box or frame one type controller, or your controller sucks. Can I make a small change? You either have all of those or a four hundred dollar controller that's also bad. <laughs> those yeah, are real that, too. That literally mal- malfunctions <laughs> on you. So like I think I think a ton of and like honestly the game advances every day and you'll see so much nowadays how important um dash out of crouch, um dash back in general. Like there's so many like controller dependent uh maneuvers in the game right now that like are so like frame tight like you need to be hitting them 100 percent of the time and like we even like what like the fob has like what like a 
like magnetic or something it's, mm -hmm. I don't, magnetic it's inputs like, so you yeah, keep that behind you keep that behind gates and it's impervious to pod yeah yeah like yeah again like these controllers like are insane like it's it's insane that like we've pushed it this far and like it's cool that we have the hardware to play the game at such like, a tight like perfect level but it would be a fuck ton helpful to just not have to spend four hundred dollars on a controller or like hit the lottery somehow yes uh, but, blue yes preach yeah yes. so like, like i do think there are some rules that things we can do that can like still buff everyone's controller without punishing the people that don't have like the top tier equipment i mean i mean sense. this in the nicest possible way i think i did see on my timeline a hacks tweet that said this is wrong with this is what's wrong with 1.03 and the fact that his name is like plastered onto it it's like yeah, that is kind of how it is because yeah. uh, you know you you have this you have this concept where you're trying to make a lot of things software fixable, where you can have different controller issues that have been fairly like dash back out of crouch for most controllers. You just might as well forget it. <laughs> you're gonna have to get super lucky on that one. It's but difficult. Yeah. If you make dash back out of crouch uh, software from a software level more lenient and more possible to do then you don't have to spend the extra however much money or get lucky on a controller to do. That was sort of how UCF first became a thing. The concept was shield dropping and not dash back out of trash, just dash back in general. We want to make those easier to do. And all of a sudden, everybody didn't have to worry about getting a quote-unquote good controller anymore because you can shield drop easier and you can dash back easier. And so pushing it further conceptually sounds great, then you throw the human element into it, and yes, so that makes it. Uh, yeah. And also, and and all that, all all that, the the politics of that aside, you also have the politics of Nintendo. So, if you have a nice big tournament that's got a thousand entrants and it's one point oh three, or it's something else, UCF three point oh, I don't care. If if it's running software where all the controllers are super nice, but then Nintendo finds out, they'll be like, yeah, you you did what to Randall? You killed him. Yeah, copyright striking this. You can't run this tournament anymore. Yeah, we, and we, we all go, aw, badge. Man, even like another, uh, even like another. I guess it's not that big of a deal because like some people like them, some people don't. That's cool, but like uh, monitor tournaments are. <laughs> they're either uh, <laughs> they're either like they're either really loved or like they're really hated. It's like it's like people really like the nightclub or like if you've heard of the Chicago local mid lane, it's like that like i've been to those multiple times i think those monitors are amazing like unsure runs it so well like he's like the correct codes on to like make sure like it has like the same like latency like it's like it's, they're run very well but like i've heard quite a few horror stories of like other majors having monitor setups like they didn't have audio they were laggy they uh the picture was like disoriented they weren't you know? doing it right they were like oh, look at us we're so cool we're running with monitors and you're like yeah, that's because you didn't want to get crts and you're not yeah. actually doing the gecko codes correctly for slippy you suck yeah, yeah it's you like, know it's it laggy it's dark there's no sound it's like the chairs are uncomfy i can't play on like i can't have a three-man rotation because the chairs are too big we got gamer chairs and stuff it's like <laughs> <laughs> I, I do i do like monitors though like i think when like they're like set up correctly it's like i don't have an issue with them at all i think they're fine yeah but there's just even like friendly setups that majors have been to have just felt terrible. Like on monitors, have been like this is bad. Yeah, nobody was open. using CRT. Oh, sorry, nobody was using monitor setups a pound. Everybody was using CRT setups a pound. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep, 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 yep. There yeah, you go. Uh, but yes, you're right. If you're talking about mid lane, if you're talking about NYC melee, the nightclub stuff, 
if if it's somebody who actually is going to the work to make sure this is happening correctly and well, then yeah, CRT's sorry, monitor's fine. I'm just so CRT pilled, I can't help but just throw it in no matter how Me I talk too. about what's up. I love CRTs. I love CRTs. <laughs> I will lug them every week, everywhere. It keeps me as a swole strong boy. Not that I'm actually swole or strong all the time, but I can summon the willpower to carry a big-ish CRT, not a Trinitron. I've heard those yeah. are really, really heavy, but, you know, just... Yeah, your... I got the medium-sized CRTs. I can carry those. Yeah, the medium size. That's perfect. I actually like having a screen where I can see the characters well as compared to those small ones that are super easy to carry. You could carry it under your arm. Conceptually, that sounds CRTs. cool. Ugh. But then when you turn it on and you're going, oh, those characters are small. Yeah, and then you gotta play dubs on a 13-inch CRT. Yeah, I'm good. I'm so good, actually. Uh, DQ. I'm like, I can't even see myself. Man. Like, <laughs> so this yeah, is the yeah. setup, and the TO says, "Yeah, um, I'll DQ you unless you play the, on this CRT." And you go, "Wow, you're really gonna." All right, well. You, yeah, they can keep my five bucks. I, I'll, I'll set out this one. I'm good. I'm like, I can't even see myself. And you want me to play? Nah, so I'm good. Where are the chips again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snack bar, right? So I'm glad to hear that you have opinions on all this, though, because eventually what's the scary part about getting into Melee and then doing stuff within the community and becoming a good player, doing TO stuff, blah, blah, blah. Blue, what about the part where eventually everybody looks around and they're like, Blue, what do you think? Because that's sort of, it, it is tricky because people like Hungrybox and Mango will be involved in Melee for the rest of their lives in some capacity. It's impossible mm-hmm. for either of them to truly step away from the community and disappear a la brush, I guess. But yeah, you, you, what do you think about that whole concept of saying you just like can get to that point where somebody says, or a group of people, excuse me, say, Blue, why don't you go ahead and uh, call this one? Is that scary to you at all? Or do you say, that's not for me. I don't need to be scared about doing it or not. It's not going to ever be something that I'll do. I'll just say pass and let somebody else do it. Like what, what, is, what, is that, what comes to mind when I say that? Uh, either way, someone, whether you're a player, TO, or community figure, some, whatever role you play, there's going to be at some point in time you're going to be put with, with a situation like that, and like there's going to be pressure to it. There might be a little anxiety. It's like you don't know what people are going to react to. And uh, that's very okay. That's very human. Um, man, I keep, I, keep, I keep having like something intelligent to say, and then just losing it. Maybe I'm just dumb. Uh, I, I guess I guess I think I think what I'm trying to say is I think it's important that some players like Mango or Hungrybox, uh, I think it's important that they understand that they have a very large following. Uh, several other community members have large followings as well, and sometimes particular situations or words can get misinterpreted. And and again, like a lot of these, a lot of like the melee fans like happen to be like they might be on the younger side, you know, like they might not know how to behave online correctly. So it's like they might they might be harassing someone online. Uh, they might be parroting certain opinions that like they might not be well versed in, just because like that's just you know that's that's what so and so said. Omega lol, yes. Yeah, exactly. But um, I don't know. I guess if I was put in a situation like that, I would just want it to. I just I just want my intentions to remain clear that like. I only have the best interest of like the health of the game or like the community at heart. And like, I think it's cool to be open to change and open to try new things. And like, you know what, some things are going to work out. Some things might fix the game in like an awesome way. Or like, you might have to make someone leave the venue, you know, you might have to step in this situation. Like it's all very like pressuring and very intimidating. Um, 
but I think as like both as like a TO and a player, it's like it's it's something like I I knew what I was signing up for, and like I will be ready to put myself in that situation if the if it like were to occur. You're sort of like the not the adventure that's constantly on the street, but you're you're nearby and just put out the light or put out the call, and you'll be there to answer. Yeah, be the superhero so, that we all need. Yes, I don't really want to be, but somebody has to be, and if nobody else is going to be, well, all right, I'll do it. Oh, don't worry. Somebody in the medical community always wants to do it. Whether that's the right person is uh, is another question entirely. Yeah. But I I don't fancy myself as like uh, taking uh, any sort of like big responsibility role as like a community leader or anything. What what I think of is just like when something when something happens, it doesn't have to be a specific thing. By the way, it's just any sort of discourse that matters slightly more than character or stage or rule shenanigans. Uh, if it's like something slightly bigger than that or more long lasting than that. I always say there's, there's people who should be talking about this and people who probably shouldn't be talking on it. And so I know that there are in, in the realm of Twitter or Reddit, there's going to be just a lot, a lot of noise. And that's unfortunate. Because it's a lot of noise. Yes. Discourse. We all love, we all love talking about stuff, but maybe, maybe you should just bite your tongue for a little bit and let somebody who either who is either in the know or is throwing out a reasonably measured take as compared to just reacting like a knee-jerk reaction usually isn't the way to go not at all never no it's but it's tough though because the temptation is if you're the loud or immediately responding person or like i look at this panda cup news and i can take it two directions as like a content creator or podcaster for melee i can be like I could be like, I think, are the kids up right now, Jen? Yes, Jen, are the kids up right now? At least still slightly awake. I can't say the whole thing. I can either say F Nintendo or I can say, we love you, Nintendo. Or I could just be in the middle or I could just be in the middle somewhere. I don't know. For me, for me, I I just, I just want to try to be as measured as possible, but it seems to be, difficult to do that that is sort of hard to be in a nuanced in the nuanced camp yeah yeah i typically whenever like stuff like this comes out and there's like there's like both positive and negative things i honestly just wait like a week i wait like five days before like i actually read it i'm like okay like either way whatever i read right now i'm gonna be like influenced one way or another i'm just gonna wait for everyone else to chill out and then i'm gonna like read it and then just like think on it for a minute most of the time i'll it's i'll usually Again, just like the the side that's like F Nintendo because ninety nine percent of the time they just really just suck. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know how they do it. They just they just somehow make everything worse at every possible moment. It's honestly impressive. It really, it really is. I don't know how they do it. Like I, I I'm nowhere near perfect. Like I mess up a lot, right? But Nintendo really drops the ball at every moment. Massive, can. massive organization, for profit organization. So Billion from their perspective, from their perspective, they're doing great. Uh, but from our perspective, a community that wants to see our game succeed and to be able to spread the joy of melee to to the world, being a very, very free and exploitable marketing resource for a company that you would think is like like okay sure bet down let's let's throw some fences on this but let's try to give back and say thank you to our most passionate fans but we are always going to be the small minority and what matters more to these big boys is the the majority the the maximum amount of dollars clicks engagements 
what however you want to quantify the measurable resource that you're trying to get back the tangible stuff even if it is just number of likes on a tweet and blah 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 so i yeah usually i'm on the side of f nintendo but i want things like the panda cup to succeed because if it doesn't succeed i feel like there are worse results there somehow in my brain than there are not but the good news is is that we have lived in a world where Nintendo has mostly chosen to ignore us and only engage us when we're getting too big. We're like a weed that they chop the head off and wait for us to grow back again. We have shown many, many times we are resilient and can outlast everything. And, and, and when stuff like a pandemic comes along, roll back netcode, shout us to Fizzy, subscribe to the Fizzy Patreon. Yeah, shout uh, us Fizzy. Fizzy 36 for those who want to do the... And so we can get, we can get past anything we've proven that in, in 20 plus years of uh of being in a, a being a competitive community so i'll i'll just i'll just keep on being a, as measured as i can i want to say yeah this is going to hopefully be a good thing and if it's not well then <laughs> that's sort of that's sort of part yeah. for the course <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely poor nintendo i just uh don't want to get nah. it right don't want to nah, get it not right. for Nintendo. They they've had their chances. So many chances. So many chances. Yeah. It's, at this point, a lot of it's not even like in our hands. It's kind of well. Let's let's just hope it doesn't blow up. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Let's go, Ludwig. Yeah. Give us yeah, that. Seriously. Give us seriously. that. Give us that big old tournament sometime. Give us the bag. Oh, <laughs> give us the bag we need, Ludwig. <laughs> I was just excited about the possibility of being in a super big venue. I mean, what if they what if they rent out a football stadium for that? That would be so cool. That'd be so cool. But probably not that. It's probably going to be yeah. a little bit. Got to save on the venue so that you can throw a big tournament in the yeah, first place. Yeah, You still got to make some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just make some of that back. Okay, so this was a fun question. If Nintendo were not involved uh, in terms of interfering, and you knew that you Blue could run a really big tournament. If somebody came along and said, "Blue, you're the right person to run a tournament. Here's a hundred thousand dollars now. Now, now go, now go and do it." What would be something that you say? I want this to be part of the tournament that I'm helping to run. This this big old event. Is it the prize pool? Is it the player experience? The attendee experience? Is it a big old venue? What's the first thing that comes to your mind through a TO or player or anybody in the community's perspective? What comes to your mind first? Um, this is kind of like pandering. I guess uh, I think it's very and it's cool that we have so many tournaments like this now, but it's very cool that like right now we've had a lot of emphasis on supporting tournaments and I'm sorry, supporting tournaments that cater to maybe the newer or lower level players. It's there's multiple tournaments a week, like tired of O2. Um, Only news. Yeah, that are mm-hmm. like promoting these like like again, when I was getting into the game, it's like I was I was spending forty bucks on gas and then thirty bucks tournament entry fee to literally just go to like like that didn't make me want to stay in the game. It was the fact that I loved the game and I wanted to play it, which made me stay. So I think it's I think it's important to maybe have something like an amateur bracket or have like round robin pools, like Swiss pools. I think Swiss is really cool. Um, but then again, it's like some top players or like higher level players like in regions like are gonna have their complaints about like round robin and stuff like that. So like it's kind of it's very. <laughs> very hard to find like a happy medium of like catering to like both the the low level mid-level and high level because like you gotta it's like it's like making smash tournaments like making them worth the traveling and like the bang for your buck is very important so it's like the players that play well they need to get paid well the the players that are gonna go to like need to have a bit more melee there in order to make their trip worth it 
and then like I don't really know how to make the mid-level go to more tournaments or like to support them. It's like a lot of the mid-level players like bank on just loving the game and hoping to get like better, you know. But I think as a TO, I think I think if you run a tournament that like runs on time, it's like decently affordable. The the top eight, top seven, top five or something still gets paid, and you have like at least like amateur bracket or around robin pools. I think you do like a very good job. I would splurge on fade. Yeah, yeah, honestly, catering. That's insane. I'm just saying, like, I went to Pound. They they, they uh, said, you're on your own, losers. Like, uh, they, yeah, there, was, there was food that was sold. Uh, not sold. What's the right word? There was, like, Laurel Park is basically a horse racing track, and so there's restaurants inside, kind of, and they have, you know, the, the typical very extremely unhealthy food, and that's, that's fine yeah. and everything. That's also overpriced, by the way. I just went outside the venue and went to like you know five guys at Chipotle for food. Yeah, like, it's like down I'm, the street. But, but what I'm saying is that what if somebody just like what if we just have Chipotle catering for lunch and then something else for dinner? What if we have like hire a a, a whole freaking catering company to just handle the whole weekend, breakfast, lunch, yeah. dinner? I, as a person who likes eating food <laughs> quite a bit, <laughs> would, uh, would definitely love having that kind of experience as well as getting to play Melee. If, there's, if Melee is there, you're right. A lot of people are just going to show up because we yeah, love Melee. Be, but if I'm well fed, oh my gosh, I'll be talking about yeah. that tournament forever. <laughs> yeah, it's like Summit feeds you like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like that was insane. That was such an experience. I've never actually been like fed like at majors before. Like, yeah. I'll eat like once a day at majors, you know, like, no, like I do not go there to be healthy. I'm there to game until 4am and then like be miserable at 10am pools the next day and then be mad when I lose and then party the night. It's like, it was, it was such a unique experience to just like lose. And then there's just like a plate of Thai food. And I was like, nice, like sweet. This is good for, this is good for me. And I'm like no longer miserable. Exactly. That sounds, yeah, that's, that that's sounds good, like it would be Getting awesome smart. for a major level experience where it's, it's easy ish to feed 50 or so people or however many people are at the summit studios, but it is definitely harder to feed. You know, it's like literally it's a miracle that Jesus did <laughs> feeding 5,000 people. It's a lot of money. If there was like an extra five or $10 on the venue feed that just goes to like ordering like a bunch of pizza or like a bunch of like, I don't know. So like whatever local restaurants, like, like I would, I would happily give an extra 10, 15 bucks in my venue just to make sure I'm fed, you know? Oh my gosh. That that's genius. Wait, it literally is like, this is your food fee for paying for the whole, like to pay to go to a big event. If they said, here's why you're getting charged $15, you're going to get fed. So shout out. I would be like, happy to feed me. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, a bird it's like, holding my mouth like, open, waiting for food to go into it. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, if I'm going to like a super major, I, chances are it's going to be a pretty expensive trip after like hotels and stuff anyways. 30 bucks is not going to kill my, my chances of going to a trip, you know? And if it does, then I'm sorry, you shouldn't have been going in the first place. <laughs> if 20 bucks, 30 bucks is hindering you from going to this major, then like, look, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm broke. Like I'm literally, I don't have that much money. Like I had to pull out of quite a few tournaments, but like, look, if I, if 20 bucks is the reason why I can't go to a tournament, I should not have, been, I should not have been thinking about it in the first place. <laughs> I got, I got bills to pay, you know, I need that 20. <laughs> but it sounds so fun. <laughs> My favorite player yeah. is going to be there. No, it's, it is, you're right. 20 bucks should not be the make or break factor, especially, especially since uh, we're, 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 we've, we've had these big majors for such a long time now, be at 
in the 100 to $200 range or however much it is. How much did I pay for the big house? I already registered for it, by the way, because I'm just so excited to go to the big house. It was I like, think like without the badge and everything, I think it might have been like 70 mm-hmm. I maybe. I got the badge. I can't help it. I haven't gotten nice. enough badges no, yet. Like no, all the, are hype. all the, but all the, all the people at pound who had gone to a bunch of tournaments, all there said competitor. And I felt like, Oh, I, I probably should have done that too. But I look at my tag or my badge and it says cypher zero zero three. And I'm like, this is it's so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, it is really cool. I got, I got like a smash and splash and like a riptide badge with my tag on it. Like it was cool. You know, it's like a cool memento. Oh, cool. Kind of, I was there. Did compete. Wait, wait, wait. For Riptide last year, were you with Pulse? No, I got signed oh. uh, in January of this year. Well, congrats to that. Congrats, congrats. What if the Thank next you. one does say Pulse Blue on the on the badge? How cool would that be? Well, let's just hope I'm with Pulse for a very long time. Yes. Well, yeah. Riptide's not... Wait, hold on. I assume most of these contracts are like six months or twelve month long sort of deals. You don't have to get I mean, into specifics. I mean, I mean, like I'll be I'll be with Pulse though, and like when like Riptide comes, but like maybe like in five years from now, and like I'm in like Phase Clan or something, I'll be like I'll be like, oh yeah, I was in Pulse. That's dope. <laughs> wow, wow! You'll have completely forgotten about Pulse by then. This yeah, is the order yeah, got me yeah, started. I'm, yeah, I'm Phase Clan gamer now. I never heard of Pulse. So. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, I, I love Pulse a lot. They do a lot for me. They're like, they're so, they're an awesome group of people. And I get along with like, uh, like the other Pulse guys too. They're all dope. Super cool. All right. Shout outs yeah. to Pulse Gaming. Actually, yes. Shout out to Pulse. Uh, I've had had on somebody else from Pulse because isn't Justice a, Pul- a Pulse guy yes. too? Yes. Yep. Yep. Justice is awesome. Mm-hmm. Great, super cool. Super, super he's, cool. He's, he's really cool. Yeah. All right, so I don't have any patron questions for you, so I would like to open it up to you, Ashley. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about before we get out of here? Now, I, I don't have any big, awesome segments like Touching Grass from from Waiting for Game, which people should check out, by the way, because you'll get to hear about more of Blue's Summit experience. There's a great Hungrybox yeah. story in there. Go, go go look that out. Go look that up. Check it out. I'm, but... I'm worried for the day that he hears that story. <laughs> I'm afraid he's gonna. I'm afraid he's gonna like say it's not true, and I'm just gonna look like some asshole. But like, I, I promise you, I promise you, I wouldn't like overthink a situation like that. Like, if it wasn't <laughs> happening, if I didn't think it was important, I wouldn't be talking about. It. But like, I was like. You have to catch him in content mode. He has to find out on stream because then he'll be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. he'll be just he'll just be too yeah. he'll just be too much in content mode to actually be mad. That'd be good for my brand too. So maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll find him in his content mode and I'll, I'll leak it in his DMs or something. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> React to this. The floor is yeah. yours, though. What would you like to talk about? If only if only for just a few minutes because we're over an hour as well. I don't want to hold you up too much longer. Yeah, awesome. Uh, last thoughts. Um, I guess I just, for anyone watching, I just wanted to say thank you again for the, the whole opportunity of getting into Summit, literally lifelong. If you would have told me three, four years ago, like, yeah, like I know circumstances were very, very weird this Summit, but, um, again, if you would have told me three, four years ago, like, yeah, dude, like you're going to be in Smash Summit, like I would have called you an idiot. Like there's no, like, no <laughs> way, you know? So I just, just want to say a quick thank you to everyone watching who like watched me play, supported me, voted for me, anything in that matter. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. Um, support your local scenes. Keep your local scenes alive. Uh, very, very avid about traveling and like keeping the keeping the health of the game alive. Which is like again, melee. I don't melee at least has like twenty years minimum left in it. Like, I, the game's not dying anytime soon. I don't think it'll truly ever die. Like, 
I, I honestly think it'll be even bigger like 10 years from now, which is like really exciting to think we about. Got, but we got 13 year olds playing this game in 10 years. They'll be running the joint. Yeah, we got we got 13 year olds winning like 100 man brackets. Like the the this the the ceiling is it's like infinite, you know? Like no, oh uh, yeah, so spoil your local scenes. Um be kind and courteous to your friends and competitors. Take care of yourself. Do do the things you can to make your life a little less miserable. Um I think I think that's all I got. I, I should have came a little more prepared for that question. But no, I, I didn't, I didn't give I didn't give you the opportunity to prepare for it. I just sprung that on you. I sprung a lot of things on you actually, and you've oh, been super okay. great. It's been I like it. Cool. It's been awesome to record with you tonight. Uh, before we get going, want to make sure to tell the people where to find you, so you could go ahead and make sure they go to all the right places as well for that. Yeah, my uh, my Twitter is blue ssbm. Uh, this is cringe. My Twitch is ssbm blue. Back, it's a, it's the it's, it's reversed. I could I couldn't get in the match. Links maybe, in the maybe. description below, so you won't have to worry about it. Just click the links, tap the links, just tap it in. Thank you. Uh, do not look at my YouTube channel. I have like a I have like a Nelly cover on it. Oh, that was the summit incentive, and I didn't watch it. No, I should watch yeah. it. Yeah. I don't want you to watch it. It's it's embarrassing. Oh. Honestly, it was really good. It was really good for me actually, because it kind of let me put myself out there. And I was like, you know what? If I could look like that in front of an idiot in front of a camera, I could go to summit. <laughs> so I am or am not watching it. I'll link it to you once we're done, <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm, I'm shut off my computer so I can forget about it until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Blue. And once again, thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I had a great time. It was wonderful meeting you. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day we meet at a major, too. We'll, uh, we'll go out for lunch or something. The Big House, Ethan. That's when we're going to get to... And hopefully... I mean, you know Contra, fellow Melee Stats person Connor. in the, in the Melee Stats Discord. So <laughs> let's celebrate Contra's 24th birthday. Let's go. Yeah, happy birthday, Connor. Uh, Just it, Connor. When uh, that is actually Connor's birthday weekend is the big house. So like, that's why we're doing that. Awesome. On, happy, yeah. happy birthday in a few months, Connor. Yes. Yes. And yeah. happy birthday in a few months as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>